0: What's up? Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. Do you have habits you need to get rid of? Do you have some bad habits maybe weighing you down or keeping you from doing what you want? Well, today you're in luck. We're going to talk about how to break any habit. I'm Danny, my buddy Randy. What's up, Randy? Yo, Danny. So, so have you had to break habits in the past that were, uh, you know, getting in the way of your, like, good life?
1: Dude, totally. And it's like, uh, we're the sum of our habits. I think it was Aristotle who said that, something along those lines. And yeah, it sounds like Aristotle in... either way. <laughs> I know, right? Or Einstein? What the hell? We'll just give it to him. He gets all the credit. Uh, For but yeah. Any basically, my life up to this point has just been the collection of good habits and the breaking of bad habits to get me in the direction of where I want to be in life.
0: Sounds like an accurate depiction, though, of like finding your path, right? <laughs> just like mm-hmm. you know, figuring out which habits work and which ones don't, and then kind of cultivating the good ones, or at least trying to.
1: Dude, but it's crazy how long in life I didn't recognize just to cultivate the things that are good for me (laughs) and get rid of the things that are bad for me. For, I I don't know, 35 years, I just kept doing stuff that wasn't good and I wouldn't do stuff that was good. And it was just like, now I see it (laughs) and I'm like, man.
0: (laughs) I know, you (laughs) habituate all these bad things and you're like, why isn't it working?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why does my life suck? Well, I have no
0: money and nothing works out. Well,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's easier when you look back, though. I'd say it's twenty twenty. Well, we each have a few tips for you today. I'm going to start. So, my first one is substitution. I'm sure you've all heard this, but I think it is important. Um, so, you know, identifying obviously what habit that you want to get rid of, but also substituting it with something else that's ideally something you enjoy and that's beneficial to try and break it. So sometimes they say, you know, I've heard this said like, um. For people that are trying to quit smoking, for instance, like cold turkey, like doing something like taking a walk or drinking juice or something every time you have that urge. It's just something to replace it Um, or like, you know, watching like your favorite TV show only when you go when you're like doing cardio exercise at the gym or something like doing something like that to try and like cultivate good habits and get rid of these bad ones that you have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Replacing the habit is so important because when you get rid of the old habit, it's going to leave a void. And if you don't fill that in, you can fill it in with another bad habit, but you'll just be replacing that one later. If you don't fill it in with a good habit, then you're just leaving that void and eventually something's going to fill it. And, you know, it's better to be self-directed in terms of where that should go. So my first one for how to break any habit is you need to get angry. Like Mm -hmm. use anger being fed up to your advantage and truly I know this is going, a lot of people probably won't like this, but I think you actually need to reach bottom a lot of times. Like, (laughs) dude, I was okay. So get this. I was watching this interview. uh, There's this guy, Alex Gormosi. He has a pretty popular channel. And he was talking, I mean, he's like super fit. He's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his heyday.
0: He got jacked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so he was talking with a dude who was probably 400 pounds uh, who wanted to get, wanted to get more fit and he's like oh I just can't do it what would be your advice for me and he asked the guy he's like how come you're not 200 pounds heavier and the guy's like well I just physically can't eat that much food and he's like so you can stop you just <laughs> are not able to do it at the right spot and he actually he actually said to the guy he's like I really think you actually need to get heavier before you're gonna get any lighter because you need yeah. to get to a point like a lot of a lot of addicts will get to that point where they have to reach rock bottom before they can actually bounce back because you need to get to that point where you just get angry and say, no more, I can't take this anymore. And then that'll give you the drive to never go back to that
0: point. Yeah, you know, it's a hard one, but I think it is true because I've had that in my own life where like there's got, everybody's got a limit where like eventually they'll hit it and they'll say, no more, I can't do this anymore. And that'll be like, that'll be when the real turning point happens. Because before that, if you still have room on that other side, you'll keep pushing that line. Like you might you might be like upset or you might you might recognize it's a problem and you'll make some small changes. But ultimately, you'll go back to it. Right. Because you still have you haven't hit that threshold yet and crossed it. And in,
1: and in order to do the hard things that you need to do, oftentimes you need your back against the wall where you're like, there's no way I can turn back. Like, yeah, it's not an option to not do it. So I just need to do it.
0: Yeah, and sometimes for the most extreme cases, that's true. Like, hopefully you don't have to do that. Obviously, that's, you know, ideally you don't want to get to that point. But like, if you do, sometimes for the big things in life, I know for myself, like that's the only way it's going to happen. The only way change is going to happen is until you get to the point where you can't you can't do anything else. Yeah.
1: The only the only way I learned about personal finance was going a quarter million dollars into student loan debt. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like that (laughs) helped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly helpful to make you want to learn about it, Right. (laughs) Right. Oh uh, God, my my second one is identify your goals. And this, I think, is important too. like know why you're doing it. Like if you're trying to get rid of a habit, don't just like it's one thing to recognize something's bad or not helpful or, or, you know, hindering your life, but know why you're actually doing it. Have a clear plan in mind. Know what's why it's going to help you to get over this thing. You know what you're trying to work towards, because having that higher order goal, I think can be extremely helpful. I think it, it can keep people from like really you know, bottoming it out. It can keep them from like, you know, failing completely. You know, you have something to work towards and you have a reason to do it.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'll give you the it'll give you the drive to keep going forward when times get tough. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely necessary to have that. My next one, again, this is going to probably be counter to what a lot of people have been taught from social media and all this other stuff. <laughs> But so the common, <laughs> the common philosophy or common knowledge is it takes 28 days or many months to develop a habit. But actually I'm listening to this book, The Four Day Win by none other than Martha Beck. Okay? Oh. Go figure. Great author. Right. And yeah. she's talking about, she's talking about how she was in, in her PhD research, she was studying like people with eating problems and she was like, none of them would commit to seven days when she would say, can you do something for seven days? It would be like, nope. And then, but she was interviewing a lot of people who had successes and they all said, oh yeah, it came back to this time when like three or four days, something changed. And then I thought I could carry it on. And she started asking people, can you do it for four days? And they're like, yeah. And it's because our mind can actually like grok four days. Like we have, we have names for them yesterday, today, tomorrow, day after anything else. is just like the future or the past, but like, so our mind can, can grasp those things and we're like ah, four days who can't do something for four days but a week you're like ah. but what about the weekend i mean there's going to be friday and saturday and so like actually and and she found out that like when she got people to just do something for four days it gets over that initial hump like the difficult part and then you're already over that hump of the difficult part and you're like well i already did four days why wouldn't i just continue it now
0: yeah, you know, that's true because you prove to yourself that you can do it in the first place, right? You actually prove you can resist or you can break that habit for a few days. And then that gives you that motivation. It at least shows you you can do something. You have self-control. And then it's like, yeah, why not? Why not do another four? But like you said, too, it's also it's something we can grasp. It's reasonable. It's a shorter amount of time. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because usually hear like 28 days. you usually hear like, you know, even 60 or 90 in some cases. Like, that's a long time. It's too far in the future for us to even a calculate. lot of
1: willpower. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't have that much. Yeah. My last one is um to transform or redirect it if you can. So there's certain things I think this is uh, like, you know, you said, like get angry. Like, is there a way you can like take your emotions or take this energy and put it into something else? So sometimes you hear this with like artists in particular. Sometimes you'll hear like they they'll take certain emotions or energies or habits and they'll direct it towards their art. You know, is there a way that we can actually do that and change it? I think this is an interesting path to consider as well. Cause in some cases, it can be helpful. Like I noticed for myself, like, uh, you know, I had a tendency to be very, like, uh, I guess you could say like OCD at times. And I think that has been actually very helpful when I'm learning stuff, it keeps me motivated, focused. I can be very quick at it. I have a good routine. Um, but you know, it was something that I had to kind of redirect that energy from negative things to more positive. So I think, you know, that's a good method. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. Like, I remember uh, when I was suffering more heavily from seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression, uh, what I would do, because my 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 typical go-to was feel terrible about myself and then get into the spiraling loop about feeling terrible about myself. Yeah, I mean, so it's always fun. what I found out <laughs> with the substitution was I start feeling bad about myself, recognize it's that time of year, and then go for a walk. And every go. time I didn't want to go for a walk. Not 100% of the time I did not want to go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. But I would just I would just put on my shoes, put on a coat, walk out the door because I knew every time when I came back, I'd feel better and it would like break me out of that loop.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I meant to tell you I did this just on the side. I heard something the other day. They did a study and there's I forget the chemical name, but there's a certain chemical that when you do light exercise like walking. It doesn't have to be heavy. You don't have to, like lose your breath or anything. There's a certain chemical that's released that helps with anxiety. And they said that's why like when you're, you're suffering from anxiety and depression, even if you don't want to like light exercise, like a walk is great because it releases this chemical that helps you deal with stress and helps mitigate it. So it like really does help. It doesn't, you don't have to be like, it doesn't have, to be heavy. you don't have to wait. you don't to do anything to are out of breath, just a walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's the thing. Like you can't wait until you want to do things to do them. You just have to do them. And then you'll want to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Counterintuitive. You to force yourself. So, so my last one for how to break any habit is become a different person. Like, mm let's say you want to be someone who's who's physically fit. Don't be like, well, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to gain muscle. Be like, no, I'm a physically fit person. What would a physically fit person do? Like, Here's here's an instance from my life. I used to smoke cigarettes and it got to a point where I was angry. I was pissed off being addicted. I hated it. I hated waking up in the morning, having a cigarette, having a cigarette before going to sleep after every meal, having a cigarette, you know, like it, it just got to be annoying. And so I went and I got hypnotized and the crazy thing was in one session it was gone because all he did was he changed my perspective of who I was before that I was a smoker who was addicted literally one hypnosis session and he changed it to, I'm a not, I'm not a smoker. Like <laughs> people would offer me a cigarette and I'm like, no, nah, I don't smoke. And it was like, it was literally like the next day. And it was crazy how it left me because before I would get like real antsy, like i really want a cigarette. I could feel the addiction. But then yeah. afterwards it was just like, I knew that I didn't want to smoke, so the the feeling would come up. I'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to smoke. I'm not a smoker," and it would just pass.
0: That's going too, because it like really changes. He changed your thinking, so that you weren't that type of person anymore, right? You were a different type of person. It gave you the power of that choice again that you didn't think you have. And I like that. I like that one of changing, becoming a different person. Because you're right. Like, I mean, so often, like our habits define us. So it's like you need to think that you're somebody else, and you need to get that mindset to where like. I'm not that person anymore. I have choice now because when we think we are a certain way, we think of it as not having choice. It's like we're, yeah. we're stuck in that and we lose our autonomy. So it's like it's a way to regain it and to regain like our, our control. Right. Yeah. Like,
1: and it's something it's something you can do yourself. You don't even need to be hypnotized. Like I know Les Brown talks about it all the time. He's a motivational speaker and he, was, he talks about how like it took him years to become a millionaire. He could have done it a long time ago, but the hardest person to convince was himself. And then once he convinced himself, it happened immediately. And yeah. so oftentimes that's how it is. We're like, we're, we're, we're not able to convince ourselves. Once we convince ourselves that it's possible, then we figure out a way to get there.
0: Well, all those limitations fall apart, right? They break down. And that's the important thing. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. So there you have it then. How to break any habit. Thanks for listening. to the Stoic Podcast. We'll be back later. This week with a full-length episode. Check us out on YouTube. Or wherever you get your podcast, please like, si- subscribe, and share. It helps us out a lot. And until next time, later, Randy. Later, Zanny.